0: Chapter 14 Chuck kept moving because of a hot steam vent but once he was past that he got behind a man-sized boulder where he had cover and a clear view upriver what he saw was the last thing in the world he'd have expected to find in the remote reaches of wild Kamchatka it looked like a fabulous public, public public's works project the kind funded with seized tax dollars and maintained with public debt it was a geothermal water garden a surreal vision of a terraced hillside with waterfalls steaming geothermal pools and man-made fountains the rocky hillside was the was the size of a steep city block several steaming waterfalls spilled down river over terrace steps, car-sized rocks, and poisonous sulfuric pools. The water garden descended to and curved around an amphitheater in the lowest areas of the oasis. It featured tiered benches for an audience to watch a show or a speaker on the stage. A cement home was built on a shelf that was a 100 yards up the canyon wall which was halfway to the rim, upper rim, and plateau. All of the waterfalls were spilling down from this shelf. From the satellite photos, Chuck had learned that an abandoned Soviet-era era, base was up on that plateau, which was at the base of a once-extinct volcano that was now active. Chuck followed a long and shifty stairway up the terraced hillside. The stairs led him between and past numerous sections of the waterfalls. The air was warm and humid, and he was breathing steam. At the upper rim, he approached a one-story flat-roofed cement dwelling. He saw no video cameras, so he picked a lock and entered the structure. His boots left a little bit of mud on the tile floors. In the living room, a six foot wide black lacquer pearl figure motif china cabinet rested against one of the walls. But what caught his attention was a photograph of a man dressed in black. Chuck looked at it in fascination and disgust. The man in the photo was Anton Fowler, the dark one. Chuck couldn't believe it. Why would Belkin keep a framed photo of Fowler in his home? Chuck moved quickly through the house. There was no video cameras in sight, perhaps because the the location was so remote. Perhaps because Belkin didn't spend much time here. In the other rooms, the oriental theme continued. Chuck saw inlaid black Mother of Pearl antique china cabinets, black lacquer Japanese shrine cabinets, and many other antiques of this theme The art consisted of framed Japanese lacquer backgrounds inlaid with gold and silver. Others were actual paintings on the back of lacquer canvases, and they portrayed Oriental scenes. Chuck opened cabinets and rifled through drawers. If they were locked, he either picked the locks or broke them. In one drawer, he found a lone envelope. When he read the handwritten letter inside, he felt sick to his stomach. He shoved the envelope in his pocket. It took about 15 minutes to search the house. Other than a lot of oriental art and furniture, the house was basically empty. The missing, missing sailors were not here. Neither was the dark one or Belkin. A few basic necessities showed Belkin was sleeping here, probably on, the, on a temporary basis. An old-fashioned Rolodex by the phone had many names, And Chuck saw one that surprised him greatly, Carl Seychell.